All right, this is episode 51 of the podcast and a uh, very happy new year to all the listeners, everyone who's listened all this time and happy new year to anyone else who's just started listening and I hope everyone had a really good Christmas and everything. Um, sorry we haven't done anything over the past couple of weeks, but obviously, you know, it's been it's been Christmas and New Year, so it has been, um, you know, relatively quiet. But obviously, we've got Pete Fletcher on. How are you doing, Pete? And how was your Christmas and New Year, my friend? Hey, man. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I, I, I am good. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen you, so that's great. You know, I was thinking about it this morning when I was uh, getting ready. I was like, oh, man, we're going to podcast today. It's been so long. I've been looking forward to it. So uh, good to see your uh, your shiny face there. Uh, how was your how was your break? <laughs> My face particularly shiny, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's kind of a double edged sword. Is any kind of break like that for me, um, especially at the moment? But yeah, it, I've I've been in what I would describe as low power mode. I would say um, I can't even remember what we did like the, um, last year in terms of around christmas in new year did we podcast or i, I don't think we no, did, we, did we, we? we took two week break it, it's almost like uh i've seen other podcasts where they have seasons you know it's like and so yeah. I, I would say this would be season three the beginning of season three for us because you know it's like at the end of the year we take a couple of weeks off and uh you know everybody relaxes and then we we pick it back up on in january so welcome to season three i guess i guess so yeah um but yeah i've definitely been in low power mode um I did. I mean, the last song I put out, I think, I think it was about, I think it was about four weeks ago. So pretty much through December, I've just been in what I would describe as shut down, really. Uh, which you know what I mean. Which is nice in some ways, um, but I, you know what I mean. Like I get to, I'm so routine on me that I just really quickly get into a routine, and if it happens to be one that. Do you know what I mean? I end up sitting and binge watching stuff on Disney Plus for three weeks. <laughs> all sorts of stuff man uh i've been watching i've done all the star wars in the timeline order but it's of course on, on disney plus they've they're all in 4K, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, Super Vision, Super Sound, and uh, it just fucking just sensory feasts. So yeah, I've been um, working my way through that uh, catalog of stuff, even just for the audiovisual experience, to be honest. But yeah, yeah watching all sorts of stuff. Um, tell you what is really interesting on Disney Plus, actually. The I can't, I can't remember what it's called now. But it's basically a documentary about uh, rescuing the boy, you know, in the Thai boys in the cave. Do you remember the the, the lads got trapped in the cave in Thailand? That's yeah, yeah, absolutely fascinating. That um, that was gripping. I really, really enjoyed that. Really, um, just incredible. That do you know what I mean? Just such a, an incredible feat performed by people who you know before that you know no one sort of knew they were and you know there's no special reason why no one knew, would know they were they were just part of a, a little inclusive sort of a little diving um a little caving sort of group do you know what i mean and then they go and do something like that but yeah i mean that's a topic in itself but yeah i have really been enjoying uh watching quite a lot of stuff on there and then watching bloody marvel films and god knows what else but <laughs> it's christmas do you know what i mean it's oh and the home alones home alone one and two obviously um I've done those as well as you have to at Christmas. That's you know that that's that's, that's anyone's Christmas ritual. Surely you've got to watch Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, what what is the one with Bruce Willis that everybody says is a Christmas movie? Are you joking? Are you actually asking me? Die Hard. Are yeah, you... Die Hard. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I forget. 
<laughs> I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a huge movie fan. <laughs> oh my god! I but yes, Die Hard. Yeah, um, yeah. That everyone says it's a Christmas movie. Well, it does happen at Christmas, I guess. It does happen at Christmas. Um, I, I actually got hooked on a podcast. Believe it or not. <laughs> I never uh, listen to podcasts. It's funny. I do. Let's see. I do one with you. I have one public one uh, called Virtually Speaking. I have an internal podcast as well for my company. Uh, And so all these different things. But listening to podcasts, I I just almost never do. And I got addicted to this one, this guy, Tom Buck, who is a, he's a gearhead, essentially cameras and, and, and a lot of the software that I'm working with, like Ecamm Live and just some other things. He's just like brilliant at that stuff. And he's got a podcast that he does. And I was like, he had like a hundred episodes, man. I've been like binge listening to this, uh, to this podcast. And it's interesting because he's like, a, he has podcast classes and everything. And it's just funny because a lot of the things that you do really well on the podcast, like he's teaching people and i'm like man adam just does that naturally <laughs> it's funny all right well, that's, yeah, that's interesting what, what do you mean what sort of stuff just being very conversational you know uh you know he's a big fan of the the, the roadcaster as well and and he he's he likes the pod mic which you have but you know just talking about being authentic with your audience and uh you know and just trying not to be too scripted and all this stuff and being a good storyteller and i'm like oh man these are things that you know <laughs> mr nutter has just sort of <laughs> just did without anybody telling him <laughs> just got in abundance yeah that's what you said well thank you very much man thank you um no that, that's that sounds interesting i mean how long is each episode then in a podcast like that just out of interest well, well that's funny i i thought about that too because i was like <laughs> if adam asked me how long he's gonna see i told you because when i first <laughs> told you i said a good podcast should be about 30 minutes because I believe that, you know, you don't want to ramble too long and people like to go to the gym and things. And so 30 minutes to me is a good, you know, length of a podcast. Well, all of his are at least an hour. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You know, he's, he's very much like yourself. He's a storyteller. He gets real, like he really goes into his stories and you find yourself just captivated listening to them for so long. I just personally, like when I do a podcast, I guess I'm too like panicked that it's like, no, it has to be succinct and we have to get to these points. And so it was interesting to see somebody else do the long form and do it really well. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I remember, I vividly remember you saying, um, you know, it should be, you should be able to sort of fit it into most people's average commute. You know what I mean? So whereas at first I was like, no, that's going to be two and a half hours and that. But I mean, you know, in retrospect with doing it every week um, and as, you know, other things have, I've started getting busier with, you know, with writing and stuff like that, it, it, uh, it's probably good that we i didn't sort of insist that they were two hours plus long do you know yeah. what i mean I, it just won't it, it, it won't work do you know i don't think it would work really it's got to as we've discussed um it's just got to sound interesting man it's got to be an interesting conversation with two people who um you know sound interesting to bloody listen to i guess at the end of the day but that's interesting that they actually do classes on that um but you know they do classes on how to be a youtuber and shit like that nowadays don't oh, they? Yeah. all sorts of stuff but I mean, that's, you know, when I first started doing this, that was obviously what, what started it, doing the YouTube and doing the YouTube videos. And admittedly, I haven't done one of those for a long time now, but I, you know, for me, it's only ever going to be uh, a means of communicating with people more than anything, more than try to use it as like a, a I mean, you know, I think I've got, I don't know what the earnings are from it. It's really small you know, in terms of what I, you know, I don't, I don't look at it like that anyway, but even if you did, you, You'd have to be having millions and millions of views to make. Yeah. But like I say, I only um I only ever do it for you know when I feel like making a video really. 
I guess. But yeah, generally, generally over the over the past few weeks, I've it's it's certainly been pretty chilled at my end, which you know, it makes a difference back. I mean, I remember one Christmas, actually, I think we were in New York and I don't know whether it's something that people say everyone should do at some point is be in New York around Christmas time. Um, but that, I mean, that that was absolute, absolutely mental that in terms of the sheer amount of people um, and going to what well, I can't remember which big department store it was. And um, getting presents for our brothers. One of the Star Wars films must have just come out um, because our kid wanted a lightsaber, like one of the really top lightsaber replicas. And I'm sure we were in New... I think we were there like... It must have been December 22nd or something like that, maybe 23rd. Really, really close to Christmas. Packed. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely nuts. And I went in this huge department store and it was was literally shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it was was nigh on enough shoulder to shoulder out on the streets, sort of, you know, in and around these places. Yeah. But actually in there, it was... It was absolutely shoulder to shoulder, and but I remember, I remember thinking, I'm getting this bloody lightsaber. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? I've come, I've come this far, um, and I actually did manage to get it. They literally had one left. Literally had one left, and I was absolutely buzzing at getting that. And one bloke, I remember one bloke looking at it. I can't remember exactly what happened there, but I remember him putting it down and straight away going, right, I'm having that for our Joe. Nice one started. <laughs> uh, got our top. What did I get? Our Tom. I think I got our Tom like a really posh pen. He just start, uh, he just started um, law at university, I think, at that point. But yeah, man, I mean, that was you know that was sort of being in New York around Christmas time. That that were, and it was it was snowy as well. Do you know what I mean? Which made it even even more like it should be. Um, Did, but yeah, just like my Christmases nowadays are a lot more a lot more relaxed. You know, <laughs> a lot more not much going on. Just me watching fucking Star Wars. <laughs> or whatever else whatever else have you guys ever uh, have you ever had an experience when you were touring or whatever where you were somewhere not related to the gig and somebody noticed who you are and said hey that's the, the guy from the music um yeah quite a few times and i've i've it's a again i know i say this a lot but i'm sure i probably told the story at some point um I mean, airports were always a good one you'd often get recognized in airports but as i say there was that incident that sticks in my mind when We've not been going very long and we were in an airport and these two women were laugh- like pointing and laughing at Rob. <laughs> and I were like, who the hell the fuck? I thought they were taking piss out of him, do you know what I mean? So when I when I sort of uh, inquired to know what they were laughing at, it turned out they were fans of the band. So that were a bit of a, <laughs> oh, okay. So basically uh, when a- you confronted them and were like, yo, what do you? what's your problem? They were like, oh no, we like you guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there was a time, um, yeah, we were in Canada, actually. I can't remember exactly where. We were in Canada, and literally, I, I'd gone over the other side of town, just walking around. Uh, can't remember, I think it was with a member of crew, and um, someone started shouting, Rob. Someone started saying, hey, Rob. And I was just like, I'm not answering to that. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy just carried on shouting, Rob, and I just stonewalled him. Yeah. I mean, he was behind me and he was shouting at me back, but I was like, no, right, right, no, right. come on. No. Try harder, <laughs> try harder. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Mick. I think it was Mick who were with me who were just like, that's a bit tight. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> um, other times we've been recognized, though. I mean, it happened quite a lot in Japan. We got recognized a lot in Japan. Uh, but I think, you know, stand out more, I suppose. Um, where else? Yeah, I don't know. It's not something. It's not something that's happened a great deal, really. So, I mean, obviously, in and around venues and stuff like that, or at festivals, of course. I mean, 
you know, um, Fuji, that was always the place where wherever you went, you get recognized. Um, that were always really cool. But yeah, I mean, I suppose getting back to um, uh, talking about what sort of Christmas and New Year I had, uh, yeah, very relaxed. But um, it's weird with me. Like I say, I get into routines really easily. And even if it's like a chilled out one, which you're allowed to be over Christmas, aren't you? And especially as I've done so much this year. Um, but I'm, I feel a lot better now that I'm sort of writing again. It's weird, man. Like all sorts of stuff goes hand in hand with that level of inactivity. If you know what I mean? It's almost like you stop believing in yourself temporarily and then doubt creates, sets in. And then because you're, so, because you're not doing it anyway, you've got too much time to think about it. And that, that for me is the age old problem of having too much to think about and too much time to think about it. It's just, it's, it's devastating for anyone who's, do you know what I mean? Who, who thinks deeply about things? I mean, it don't matter if you don't think deeply, but um, so it's always something that I have to try and get out of sooner rather than later because um, it's, it's, it can be such a downward spiral mm. and that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty up and down over the last few months, to be honest. I mean, as you know, Pete, to be honest, but um, yeah, I'm, fe- I'm feeling a lot more positive about things again now. I mean, you know, well, I'm not talking well. I don't. I mean, as people probably realize with me especially with bipolar or whatever it, it's kind of a bit of a roller coaster is it because you missed your favorite american <laughs> i think that is exactly what it was pete <laughs> i think i missed my fucking weekly bit of prom king you know what i mean <laughs> oh you didn't forget that though did you <laughs> no 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 i didn't forget that no um i think that must have been what it was yeah man, i just i can lose focus so easily and that's why um that's you know that's why the patrons so good as well sort of writing songs and putting them out for people and getting that feedback because it, it it's like a it's like a cycle of fuel do you know what i mean that, mm. that sort of keeps it going and then it, that that's even more in focus over christmas when there's not a lot going on of anything um you know obviously in the summer i'm I'm out with dave for doing me two days a week and that really that that does that does me a lot of good does that and again that comes into focus again when i'm when i do less over winter but it the i mean the good thing is is that once i get inspired again it kind of it just skyrockets the other way mm, you know what i mean yeah. so yeah it goes from being really i mean at one but i have to say at one point during my four weeks is that doing off f all i do have to say that i did spend at least i think i spent at least eight days cleaning the house. I just suddenly decided that the house was needed forensically cleaning. So I absolutely stripped the place. And I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that I just had so much going on, like floating around in my head. And I was just getting sick of sitting there just thinking about it all. Um, do you know what I mean? And I just thought I need, I need a, I need a focus here, a really strong one as well quickly. Um, and I'd done a really great tune comparatively recently before as well so it wasn't you know i kind of felt like i needed something a bit more i don't know industrial shall we say and that and again that's why i love going out with dave because it just gets rid of you know anyone anyone with my sorts of condition or whatever you've got so much energy to get rid of and that's such an important factor with dealing with your any sort of mental illness emotional problems or anything like that you have to get rid of that excess energy because well, nine times out of ten, that's what drives a lot of it. Do you, um, think, do you think that's why you like swimming? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly why I love swimming uh, or anything physical like that. And it was—it's interesting actually because I was reading an article the other day um, about how 
about the difference between just working out and then working out really ferociously and intense and intensely because that's what that's what I do and I mean, it's quite funny me in swimming really because when I got back into it I sort of tried to do it at my local pool or whatever but even the organized sessions it were too fucking laid back do you know what I mean and so I went and joined a master's session and even then you know I was known as being like really well I don't know like everyone else just kind of turned up and bit of swimming and then you sit and have dinner whereas I was there to really push myself do you know what I mean to the point where I can you, when you climb out at end you're like oh my god I'm absolutely I'm gonna fucking die here <laughs> And that's what I, I mean, that's what I used to do, sort of. I'd work really hard um, gardening. And then when that stops around bonfire night, I just swim every day. Just go swimming every day. Absolutely love it. Um, I mean, that, it came with its own problems because anyone who knows, anyone who does anything like that knows how much it's something you've got to keep doing to maintain oh, yeah. any levels. And of course, what I were doing was going every day for effectively four months over winter and then not going at all for like, eight or nine months or whatever during the rest of the season and if usually it'd be like a rainy day or whatever where we couldn't work i'd think oh i'll go swimming then and i used to love it though because you go back after not seeing everyone and that was really good for me as someone who'd become really reclusive in all of what were going on and everything that had happened to me um going and joining something like that that was really social with lots of people that I'd never laid eyes on before, didn't know, um, a lot of different types of people as well, a lot of different age groups. And you know, that was a that was a big lesson for me. Um because I, I, I loved it. Do you know, I, I kind of I flourished in that environment to a degree. Uh, you know, I'd not and especially when I'd not been particularly social. And like like I say, the only source the real the only really sort of expanded social group I'd known up until that point had really been inside the band. Mm. And then other than that, it was just me and Deg. Do you know what I mean? So it was it that going into that environment, I found totally alien, as I did when I started working in the vape shop. That, that was another thing that just seemed such a massive mountain for me at the time. And then, you know, it, it just proves that it's all about confidence, anything like that, because and you think back to how much of a barrier you thought were in the way, and then you're like, well, that seems absolutely ridiculous now in retrospect, but... Yeah, swimming is a great, any sort of physical exercise becomes incredibly addictive, doesn't it? Because it's the endorphin release and, and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's that's massively important for anyone's state of mind. So, I mean, it might seem strange to people, really, because you think, well, here's a guy that's been on stage in front of thousands of people upset sometimes. And yet, you know, you don't want to do, you just, you don't want to go to a swimming club where you, <laughs> you do you know what I mean? In terms of actually, but it's totally different in it because on a stage, you know, there's certain there's a certain level of disconnect on a stage. Well, there certainly is from bigger venues. I mean, back in the day when you're in tiny venues, there's literally no, there's, you know, it's um, you can see the whites of everyone's eyes in that scenario. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's fifteen thousand people, it just it almost becomes like a fourth wall of like whatever. You know, it's oh yeah. It's, but yeah, but there's if there's fifty people, it's like you can see every expression on every person. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that was the thing with the the U two at Stade de France, which were like ninety thousand people in Paris, and that was crackers looking up at that. I mean, that's something I've said again, but that was. That was a case where you looked up and you thought this is going to be terrifying, and then it was just sort of so overwhelming. It was like, well, it's not, it's not. You know, you can just literally treat it like it's not real because it's. It was absolutely crackers looking out on that crowd. It really was. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, com- confidence plays a, a massive role in, well, in, you know, in everyone's lives really. But that's what, that's, as I said, me sort of making the music that I'm making and putting it out through Patreon and getting the feedback that I get, that's massive confidence boost for me. And obviously, I mean, you know, this, this year has been absolutely mental for me and sort of, I can't even remember now. I'm really bad at sort of perceiving time that's gone before. Like, but yeah, yeah a lot's changed for me. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose there's been an element of settling into settling into things a bit, I suppose. And then this year, uh, there's going to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going to be happening this year. And I'm really excited about it. All these things that I've been working on this year and a bit previous, like I said, I can't remember how long I've been doing it now, but, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to tying these projects together and getting them out. And the first one will be out this year, definitely. And as I've said, it's all written, recorded. And actually, I've just got the files for mastering um, this week. So the mastering process is going to be happening soon. But yeah. there are still, there are, it's difficult, really, because there are still a couple of things that I want to kind of tie together. Um, and I know I keep talking about vocals and stuff like that, which is. St- still something I'm trying to tie together in different ways. And I don't, uh, and that, that I might not even eventually even go down the vocals route because the tracks are all done, like I say, but it's a case of trying a few things. Um, but that's easier said than done, obviously. But then everything, you know, I think people assume it's really, really easy to release a record. And it, it, it is if you want it to be, I suppose, you know what I mean? If you just put it out yourself on whatever, but um, doing it this way, I want I want it to be perfect. And that includes like the artwork and all that stuff and all these things are just going to take a little bit more time to, to tie together, even though we're at mastering stage, like I say, but it's definitely going to be out this year. Um, it would have been nice to have it out around the time of the gig, but obviously, I mean, COVID, COVID is such an issue for all sorts of things. But obviously, record, um, you know, man, uh, sort of vinyl manufacturing, anything like that has taken such a hit uh, through COVID. So I think there's like a six-month, well, there certainly was a six-month waiting time even on a vinyl production. So there's going to be, um, yeah, but, it, you know, it's, it's going to be after the gig that it comes out. But that's that's not a problem. I'm not bothered by that. But um, it I am severely looking forward to getting that really moving and that will help, you know, cause it's all about motivation. Do you know what I mean? All about keeping yourself motivated. And as I say, I've, I can really easily suffer with things like imposter syndrome and stuff like that. And even though the record sat there sounding amazing, ready to go, you like, you can still sit there and doubt stuff for whatever reasons. Hmm. But I don't, like I say, it's very easy to get into a, a, a negative um, train of thought for various reasons. Um, too much, too much time, too much thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I definitely can't wait for it to come out. And I'm, I was going to ask you, there's definitely going to be vinyl because uh, I definitely want to get on that on that track. Oh yeah, man, there's, there's all kinds of plans we've got for for vinyl. And one of the things that's hamstringing me really is I want to talk about this stuff a lot more, but it's not the um, it's not the right time to sort of announce it in inverted commas. Yeah. And I want you know I want I want that to be done properly when we do, and I want to have it ready to go rather than keep sort of. Just just saying, oh yeah, well, this and that, do you know what I mean? Which I realise to a degree I am doing now, but I'm just kind of more giving you an update really on that. But yeah, the vinyl is going to be absolutely spectacular if 
if it you know if it comes together the way we want it to certainly and um website and all sorts of other stuff that we're working on as well that yeah nice. just i cannot wait to get that stuff up and it just all when it just when it becomes all a bit more tangible do you know what i mean because and that's another thing I've, i think i've said again that i've just got so much material now i've got so many songs um you know obviously i've got the finished record but as well as that there's i've got loads of demos for essentially what essentially is the next record and then potentially the record beyond that do you know what i mean although you can never have too many songs to sort of choose from but yeah i just i just can't wait to start getting some stuff out and then obviously we've like like we were saying we've got the gig which is like what 149 days away at the point of recording this yeah yeah that's, um, that's right around the corner man it's gonna it's, be here before you know uh, it's, exactly it's te- it's a bit scary is that it is a bit scary um I remember people not that long ago, comparatively in my brain anyway, sort of saying, oh, it's ages away. And me thinking, well, it's bloody not. It'll literally be around corner but when you blink and like, it's like, what, five months now, six months or something like that. But that's not a long time. No, it's not. That is, no, it's not. Um, and our, you know, we were going to do a load of stuff in December and we did do a little bit, but we didn't do as much as we were going to do. So yeah, there is not long to go on that front. And there's... <laughs> There's a lot of work to do, man. But I, I'm sure, I'm sure um, it, it, it's not going to take long to, to get it all together. We just need a decent run of practicing solid. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that that the gig is literally going to be on us before we know it. Um, are your plans any clearer around there? Do you know how long you're over for? As long as you'll have me. I, I plan on staying in your garage. So it's uh... <laughs> you fucking what fit, man? Honestly, what with the spiders <laughs> and shit and the t-shirts. <laughs> You saw me. Honestly, that place has got even more terrible because when um, over the when on my maniacal cleaning week, um, there were there was lots of stuff in the house that was uh, irritating me. And to be honest, uh, Jenny Jordan will go nuts if she listens to this. <laughs> but yeah, there was loads of shit. Like I mean, some stuff. Don't get me wrong. I pro I did process some stuff. You know, I took some clothes to the charity stuff and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the, you know, there is one room that is still an absolute, well, the garage, like I say, it's just an absolute bomb site. So because it was bad anyway, I just, you know, I just carefully stacked some oh, other things in there yeah. now. So you but basically transferred like, everything from other rooms in the house to. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not everything, but everything that at that moment in time, I couldn't decide whether it wanted to go or not. But as a result, yeah, the garage is not, it's not a safe place to be. It's really not, especially like Alison's only five foot. So, I mean, it is literally a death trap in there because there's some very heavy stuff at some very high heights. And I've, let, I've literally said, look, don't go in garage. You've got no reason. If you need anything from there, just send me in. I know the path. It's literally, it's literally a case of you put a foot wrong and you're going to get a flight case with a, you know, a four by 12 cab on your head. <laughs> Uh, so no, you're not. You can't stay in my garage. Ah, I got to replan then. Okay. <laughs> so for Christmas, uh, my wife, one of the things that I got was this big box of vinyl, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, right. what's this about?" You know, and yeah. and uh, some of my favorites were in there. Some of the, some foods that I didn't have, and uh, you know, there was a. Uh, uh, Prince Purple Rain, which I was really happy to have again and things like that. But uh, I am going through the list and, and then she's like, I know what you're thinking. I'm going to just tell you right now, the music is not in there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I tried so hard and my daughter chimed in. She's like, we have been scouring the internet looking for the music's first album and it is not to be found. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was not disappointed, but uh, I, I had this moment when I saw this box of vinyl. I was like, oh my goodness, did she 
Did she? Well, you can you can have one of mine. You can have one of mine. If you can, when you're here, I'll give it to you. And then it's your responsibility to get it back to the, you know, to get it back home in one piece. Well, I think. I thank think you very much. Deal. That's official. It's on the it's on the podcast. No, that's fine. You you can have one. You can certainly have one. But like I say, I'm not taking responsibility for shipping that thing. So I will just put it in your hands and then go. Right. It is now your responsibility. Do what you want with it. It will be my carry on. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I, have I got one that's absolutely perfect? I don't. I don't think I've got one that's sealed. Sealed quality. But you know. I haven't even got one of those, so you'll have to make do what you. But no, man, you can definitely have one of those. Absolutely, no, no problem at all. Nice, thank you. Uh, you just made my. Hey, it's twenty twenty two is looking great, man. <laughs> I've already, t- I'm sure I've already told you that, man. I told you that several times. I said you can have a vinyl. I think it's when you're like, well, go on, ship it over. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll ship it over. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like when people like set like I don't know. Oh, never mind. We won't go down that road. Um, <laughs> Sweet. Well, I can't wait. And I definitely can't wait to come. I don't know the exact date yet. We're trying to figure that out, but uh, my wife's coming. My daughter wants to come too because she absolutely loves England. She wants to move to England. So when she was like, she's like, you're going to a concert in, in, in 2022? I was like, yeah, we're, go- we're, we're going. And uh, she's like, are you going to be by, 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 by Manchester? And I was like, well, pretty much. yeah, pretty yeah. much. And she was like, oh yeah. my goodness, I really want to go. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, so yeah, super, she's super excited. So she's trying to get me to take her as well. But yeah, so uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to going to, uh, to, to the UK. So I just, I need to plan my, my trip around that, but very much looking forward to that. Yeah, but completely off topic. Uh, <laughs> I, I went, on that podcast that I was listening to, somebody had asked this guy this question because he was celebrating his 100th episode. Uh, and since we just celebrated our 50th episode, I thought, oh, I should have asked Adam this. So Adam, question for you in the 50 episodes in your time of podcasting and even you know since you've been on social media uh what is your least favorite and most favorite comment that you've received (laughs) (laughs) um well most favorite i think there's too many of those i think i think i think one of my favorite moments was when I put out a riff video, and I cannot, I can't remember which one it was now, um, but a lad called Kevin Snaith used it to effectively soothe his newborn baby and filmed it and like sent it back to me. And, oh yeah, uh, I, abso- I absolutely adored that. Um, uh, so that, I think that was one of my one of my favourite moments, definitely. And then obviously, I uh, what did I do the following night? I think I did like some was it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. I did just did a little riff video. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Um, yeah, and I, I really, I really like that because I think that's just um, that's well. I think that's been my experience of social media so far. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. I, I don't go out there expressing, you know, what I don't know. I don't go out there expressing contentious opinions. You know what I mean? I just use it to to talk about sort of what I'm doing or whatever and. I just thought that was a really nice bit of genuine interaction. Oh yeah, um, that was really cool. And yeah, think, about, and think about it for him. <laughs> He's a fan of your music, and all of a sudden you're giving like a custom, you know, a very personalized uh, piece of music for his own child. So yeah, while that's probably one of your more special moments, I would pretty much guess that's definitely his. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, I, I I just thought it was I thought it was sweet. I found it very. I don't know. It it felt like I would I'd done something 
And the fact that he'd shown me that it had soothed his baby, I really liked. I really liked that. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. It just made me feel like I had a bit of a purpose in that moment, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and that made me think, well, if if that made if that made Jessica fall asleep, then I'll do something like what won it? Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, I think I did. And uh I think they I think they still use that as well. So yeah, that was um that was a moment among lots and lots and lots. There's been loads of things that people have said that I found yeah, humbling and really genuine, definitely. And in terms of the worst, hmm. No, I mean, I I honestly haven't experienced what I would deem as any hardly any negativity on Twitter, really, or on, or on any social media. Yeah, you don't have a lot so of trolls. Of, you're, you're lucky in that way. That's good. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a couple of little... I don't know. I mean, the only thing I've struggled... The only thing I've struggled with, really, is when I see someone discussing something about us and they've not quite got, like, the facts right or... Although to be fair, all the uh, you know the Bob McDill stuff that fucking that was funny, wasn't it? That who was it? Was it iTunes who credited Bob McDill as one of the writing credits on Turn Out the Line? And I just went on Twitter going, "What the fuck is this shit? Get it right, you idiots!" And then I actually looked into that, and it was like, "Oh right, yeah, he did actually do a song called Turn Out the Light." Um, so it, like, it must have just been some. <laughs> Must have just been some um, hiccup in the algorithm or whatever, but that was amusing. Um, Trying to think if I'd, I've had any negative comments. I think the only thing that could even verge on a negative comment is when that lad turned around and went, why have you put your gig on a Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a gig so, in my hometown, please? <laughs> I was so, yeah, I was so flummoxed by that one. Why have you put your gig on a Thursday? Like, what, what the fuck? You know what I mean, <laughs> what? No way. I don't know. <laughs> Um, has there been any other well I mean for me just the whole I, I, the, when I started doing the riff videos originally and people were commenting on those and I'd just sit there all evening and reply to people I'd love that so I mean that 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 in itself if you you know talking about comments that I've liked or whatever you know that would that was why I'm sort of still do you know why I'm doing this now really that's that sort of started the snowball rolling um yeah, you've done a lot of good riff videos, man. That has been, uh, I know for a lot of folks, that has just been like a highlight of the year. It was like, you know, being part of the Patreon and being able to, you know, get access to all these different riffs and seeing what you're doing. It's, it's definitely been a, a fun, fun part of this. You know, this uh, experience is like, wow, you know, you know, this guy who is part of a band that you like and all of a sudden, you know, while it's not released, you actually, thanks to the beautiful internet, you actually have access to what he's creating right now. And so, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, and that in itself has changed a lot. If I think back to what I was putting out at the start um, and what I'm doing now, like there's been so much progression. And I think that that was the idea. And when I started it, I was like, fucking hell, can I do this? Do you know what I mean? Can I, can I um, constantly produce stuff for people to listen to that's going to keep them gripped? Do you know what I mean? So they're like, yeah, man, I want to be a part of this so I can hear your new stuff because it's great. And, that that in itself again is just giving me masses of confidence for the fact that and the fact that they just keep getting better and better as well and um, you know because it was a big gamble when I invested in all this stuff that I bought to be able to do this um, yeah you know yeah. When, during the ten years when I wasn't doing anything if I ever thought about making music I just used to think well I'd I'd have to use the majority of the bloody money that I've even got left to live off to to actually get the stuff I need to to even record 
Do you know what I mean? So it was always like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. to actually be in a position where people are supporting me like they are. And I've, you know, I was able, I'm able to sort of use all this equipment, make this music. I mean, cause at first as well, I was just doing it on acoustic guitar and, and, and just singing one I was on my phone and just putting them out and people were digging off that. But now I'm actually using all this gear that I've got and I'm deep into pro tools. I'm getting loads better at that. Um, and I just love making music. Do you know what I mean? I just love sitting up here and getting a beat together, getting that interesting. And, you know, regardless of where it starts, cause I do it very much like we used to do it. Don't matter what it is, you know what I mean? Whether it's a, a chord sequence or a riff or a bass line or a little drum beat idea, get that up, get it going, then you start playing bass over it, man, really fucking loud. Do you know what I mean? It's a good job we're not attached because uh, honestly, I fucking, I get it going like it's at a gig, man. And I just sit there and play and get a fucking slamming bass line going and then I might go for a joint or something and then I'll come back up and start layering guitars down and, you know, you might get two days into something and go, well, I don't like this. And then you strip loads out and go, I'll go down a different alleyway. And then you're like, well, I'll just take a snapshot of all that just in case when I go down this new alleyway, it's not very good. So I can go straight back to the other alleyway where I knew it was good, but I wanted to see something different, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's a fantastic rabbit hole to go down. Um, and the, the, the improvement in technology, because obviously I used to do all this stuff, um, but uh, 10 years not doing it when I wanted to get back into it. Well, I, mean, I can't, you know, to relearn loads of stuff, but. I'm absolutely, I, I love it. You know what I mean? I absolutely adore sort of um, the process of making these, these, you know, these pieces of music and the songs and, and whatever else. And yeah, man, I'm going to keep going, obviously. And like I say, this year, I'm actually going to release my first record, which I'm absolutely buzzing about. And I cannot wait to officially announce and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to be talking about it properly on air first, obviously. Hey, it sounds great, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the best part about that is that you actually uh, like I, I can remember at least two of the live streams where, you know, you would just be like going just 20 different directions, playing around, not even paying attention to the chat, you know, just in your own world. And then and like but but basically building something from nothing. And then. <laughs> You know, you'd have these ideas and, you know, you'd, you'd people in the chat would be like, wow, this is like this. This is really great. This is like part of a song that, you know, I can imagine. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of days after the live stream, you're sharing a demo <laughs> that basically was, you know, birthed in the live stream. So the fact that you have the technology to do that, you know, you're hooking the Kemper up, you got your roadcaster that's connecting your gear into, you know, into your computer so you can actually live stream it. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you got a nice little setup now where you can actually not only be creative for yourself, but actually share it and get input. So yeah, I think you're in a good spot. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, that's, that, that's why you, that's what the live streams are magic for. And those moments, it's exactly like it used to be in the practice room when we'd get someone going that was really good and you'd sort of know, do you know what I mean? And especially like, I don't know if you remember me talking about when we'd have people just sat watching yep. and you could, you could sort of feel how much they were getting into it or not. Do you know what I mean? And it's very much like that in the live stream. And there's nothing better than when you start going down a road where you get into it and you're like, oh shit, there's someone really great here. And you've got, you know, you've got people sat there sort of watching it live. It's ace, do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's, you know, it's like an online gig, really, in that sense, but obviously a lot more stripped down. But it's the perfect way to generate generate ideas and develop them for me. Because it, I mean, it's it's very easy to sort of get one bit of an idea and then be like, "Oh, great, I've got a bit of an idea." But 
when you're in that moment and you can sort of just go in and out of it and find, you know, how it's going to work and how it's going to fit together and you're effectively doing that live in front of people. And then, like you say, two, three days later, um, I send them to finish one because, it, like I said, it's like it's like a cycle and their enthusiasm for what, what I'm doing. Everyone knows, though, like I know and like people watching know because it just it just it goes from being a bit sort of you can tell that I'm feeling my way around and then bang and just lock into an idea and then uh, as soon as I get out of the stream I'm sat there thinking right okay well I've got that sort of beat in my head because I've just been sat playing it for two hours like going in and out of it so I've got this beat this bass line in my head and then it's a case of just going up sitting up in the studio on Pro Tools and get putting what's in my head uh, in Pro Tools effectively yeah yeah, and that's something that going forward I'll be looking to develop as well. Um, I mean, you've been talking about a little bit about that, haven't we? Um, a few sort of video aspects and oh yeah, how to how to incorporate different things into the live streams because I mean there have been different things in themselves where at first it was very much a, just chatting really and like a Q and A and having a laugh and then I sort of got sorted out my audio to the point where I could effectively you know plug everything into into it into so i could go on youtube and have it, all, all the guitar and everything that i wanted um and then it turned very much into a writing tool effectively yeah that, and that's what the whole patreon thing patron thing is in itself really yeah well i've been working on some uh some stuff for work for uh for doing some live streaming and doing some video recording and stuff like that and i think there is uh I think, yeah, there's some stuff I want to share with you offline and we can probably uh, use that you might be able to use for, for your live stream that you do. And yeah. uh, and even for the podcast, like having like for the patrons, having a video version of the podcast, but really making it where it's not only just looking at a Zoom, like but actually seeing some really good content, being able to interact with your audience, uh, maybe even bring people on the live stream, um, you know, field yeah. comments, you know, have moderating, all kinds of really cool stuff. So I think there's an opportunity in 2020 to really step up the the live stream game that you got going on so good stuff coming i think yeah well yeah absolutely nice well so 149 days left as we talked about before the first gig so no that's actually the second gig because that's june 2nd so it's even less than that for the yeah. for, for the first gig so what are your uh what are your plans between now and the gig that you, you know, whether it's practicing, whether it's coordinating with folks or, you know, making sure, I think at one point you were saying there might be a bus, like, so you, how much uh, preparation do you have between now and, uh, and June? Well, there's all sorts of stuff to do. I mean, we just brought in a tour manager, which is something that was absolutely essential because, you know, we can't bring something like this together do you know what i mean in terms of what we need to do from our end um so yeah now we've got a tour manager on board it'll be much easier to see realistic schedules and stuff like that because obviously we ju we just need to we just need to rehearse that's what we need we need a hell of a lot of practice um and while that's going on i'm you know i'll be writing and recording new stuff as well um but i'm sure i'll have about bloody three or four albums by that point i've no <laughs> i've no doubt um but yeah in terms of the plans with the music it's literally just get as much rehearsal time in as we can really because you know it's two gigs like i say what's the first one 28th of 
that one the twenty eighth or something of May. I can't quite remember the diff- the when the Glasgow one is, but yeah, it's two shows, and we've got to get bloody good for two shows. But I'm sure we will. Um, you know, it's just actually, I've just been nervous because I want to see the, an actual schedule of when we're going to get the rehearsal timing. Do you know what I mean? We will do though. Absolutely, we will do. But yeah, that's that's all that needs to go there. I mean, stuff like the bus. That's all stuff that tour managers going to sort out. But I can't lie, it is going to be nice to drive up to Glasgow on a on a double decker sleeper bus, which is I presume what we'll what we'll do. I'm not really sure, but that that will be nice, like old times. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a surreal it's gonna be a really surreal experience for me. Massively so. Especially because it's only two gigs, you know what I mean? And just as I've got excited about it, it'll be over. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We'll be podcasting about it. Like, wow, you remember when we when I was in the UK? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll come and go, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. I actually have a Foo Fighters concert like a couple of weeks before the music concert, but I'm way yeah, I would be saying yeah, man, yeah, yeah, buzzing about that, aren't you? I'm way more looking forward to the music <laughs> than I am the, <laughs> the Foo's show, but <laughs> and rightly so, and rightly so. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. I think it'll be a lot more fun. I mean, I've seen the Foo's a million times, but uh, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what you guys come up with, man. And oh yeah, when I saw you practicing Ghost Hands, I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be freaking epic. No danger, do you mean? I did mean no danger. <laughs> I had ghost hands. I was going to ask you if you're going to do ghost hands. So yeah, yeah, you read my mind. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no danger. Holy cow, that sounded pretty amazing. Yeah, man, that video sounded mint, didn't it? Uh, really pleased with them. But that's the thing. Every time we practice, we're sounding that little bit better anyway. So I'm sure we're going to be all right in that regard. And then uh, hopefully all these hopefully all these restrictions will be sorted by then. And um, there won't be any problems on that front when they touch wood. But yeah, I think we'll leave it there for this one. Just been uh, relaxing back into it because, I mean, we're pretty rusty out with Pete. Do you know what I mean? We haven't done this uh, oh, yeah. for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to chat to Pete uh, as usual. Uh, been nice to get back into that. And um, yeah, man, we'll be back on it next week. Um, so yeah, um, thank you everyone for listening and speak to you soon.